My name is True Powell and you are now listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Celebrating entrepreneurs and creativity. Talking business, pleasure, real life, get together. Join us here. Elevating careers. Join us here. Elevating careers. Nothing off limits. No, no, no. Lifting spirits. Yes, for sure. Inspiration, motivation. Laying down the right foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. You know how we do it, where we look at turning creativity into careers and passion into profit. I'm just so proud to to be here today. I'm also, I just want to shout out really, really quickly our sponsors, Route 36. Always amazing. Their production levels are always insane. Um, I'm just really thankful um, that they have chosen the Creative Entrepreneurs podcast to sponsor um, and be a part of. So shout out to Sean, Matt and the entire team behind the production. But moving forward and getting to the nitty gritty, I am super, super proud, happy, excited <laughs> to announce our next guest who is just an all-round insane hustler entrepreneur that's just a that's just the definition of goal a goal getter um motivational speaker mindset coach you know founder of a sports brand founder of a social enterprise that's doing amazing things and amazing work internationally award-winning entrepreneur Cordell Jeffers, welcome. How are we? Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, that was an amazing intro, actually. By the way, I was, um, I love that. Actually, I love, you could do it again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for having me here today, True. I'm so happy um, and grateful to be on this platform as well. Um, it's an amazing setup, and yeah, I'm just excited, man. Um, let's let's crack on, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, as you know, the podcast really is all around you know, looking at entrepreneurs, looking mm. at taking a deep dive into their careers, any challenges, mm. um, and just getting content and value that can help up and coming entrepreneurs um, monetize their their talents and their creativity. And, and, and that's why I love this podcast so much. So I know Cordell, um, mm. I've kind of witnessed the growth in Cordell for mm. many, many years. So for those people or those of our listeners who do not know who Cordell Jeffers is and, and honestly all you have to do is Google him but for those who don't know who Cordell just explain a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay so um, yeah 28 no sorry 29 years old now I'm from Birmingham I'm entrepreneur so my journey kind of started you know I'd say kind of turbulent you know in school education I wasn't really fit for the educational system so I was you know I was, I was dyslexic so I was always kind of like behind my peers in, in class, you know, always kind of in the lowest sets and stuff like that. And um, I was more creative. I was more of a creative person. Um, the, you know, that led me to feeling quite frustrated, you know, clashing with teachers, 
teachers didn't really believe in me at the time. You know, um, I used to get told some things from some teachers, like, you know, you wouldn't really amount to anything if you continue like this. Um, I'd say it's a, it was a bit of both. I would say I was rebelling. Mm. Um, but I'd also say, you know, the teachers didn't really take the time out to understand me as a person either. Because mm. I wasn't like a, I wasn't a bad, bad guy, mm. if you know what I mean. Um, little little things were happening. I'm always getting kicked out of class for speaking. Um, mm. So it's funny now that I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I got kicked out of school by the time I was in of year nine, so I was about 14. Mm. I got kicked out, left with no qualifications. I couldn't get a managed move at the time, trying to get managed move to different schools, but because we was going into GCSEs, mm. other schools didn't really want to get their, get it, get disturbed, basically. Mm. They didn't want their classrooms to get disturbed, so it was quite tough. My mum then decided to send me to the Caribbean. Now, my mum was always strict, do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, yeah, so my mum was strict. But I thought, do you know what I mean? Getting kicked out of school, I, the last thing I thought is my mum was going to try. But it was going to the Caribbean like a holiday or what, what? She sent me over there to live with my grandparents because um, she thought that she wanted me to learn a lesson, number one, for getting kicked out of school. Wow. Um, and number two, she thought that if I take a step back from, you know, what's going on here, like in the education system here, she thought it would just be a, a, an, another learning hmm. like um, experience for me. Um, so she sent me out there and um, at, true, at the time I hated it. I didn't want to go, I'm 14 years mm. old, do you know what I mean? I've got my friends, I'm popular, I've got my girlfriend, stuff like that. I don't want to go at all. Um, but she sent me over and even though I hated the decision, I tried to do everything not to go. I hid my passport, everything. Um, but, you know, I had to end up going over there. Most people think the Caribbean. They probably mm. think, you know, you're, you know, you're nice beaches, mm. tropical, reggae music, mm. all of that. But it what people vision it wasn't my reality. Mm. Like I was put into an environment where I was uncomfortable, number one. Mm. Um, you know, a whole different culture. And also what I seen was, you know, extreme poverty mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? And, um, but that shift in my mindset while I was there. So even mm. though I hated this decision, while I was there, I realized it was possibly one of the best decisions of my life. Mm. Um, it was like a learning curve. You know what I mean? Um, seeing people, come out of shack houses, have nothing, you know what I mean? When we was going to school, all the lessons were underneath the tree, things like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That was what I seen, because it was a small island, mm. St. Kitts and Nevis, Nevis actually. Um, so yeah, that was that was a mad shift. Um, I decided that I wanted to come back after about a year and a half over there. My mom said, wow. you know, she feels like I've learned and she could see the growth in me and she decided to send me back. But my mom stayed over there with my little brother. Mm. Um, and that was tough as well because I was leaving my parent. Do you know what I mean? My dad mm. wasn't around at the time. So leaving my mum to come back to the UK, I was thinking, well, how am I going to do this alone? But I knew that decision was going to turn me from a boy into a man in mm. a sense. Do you know what I mean? Even though I was still young, but that year and a half was a massive shift for me. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? Um, so leaving my mum out there was tough. Um, I came back, I lived with my auntie in Neutrals in Birmingham. Mm. Again, as you know, um, uh, they say it's a disadvantaged area, um, you know, a lot of crime. So my friends now have gone from little things on the playground to more mm. things that are criminal activity. Mm. So I was thinking, how do I just take everything I've learned and all my experiences from the Caribbean mm -hmm. and share it in an environment that don't really support that? Mm. Do you get what I mean? It was quite difficult. Um, and yeah, so for a, a good year and a half being around my friends and living in the, in neutrals, I was 
kind of been a follower. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like in a sense, I got into that quite easy. But I had to shift. I have to. I had to really remember. Do you know what? I need to just turn my, everything around because I've left my mum over there and I gave her a promise that I wasn't gonna, you know, make her proud and stuff mm. like that. Um. So then I got into. I got a, a teacher gave me a book, my first book, which was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm. And I read that book and obviously it taught me, you know, your financial management, the <laughs> difference between assets and liabilities, mm. um, the different, and just basically saying like, you know, not everybody that's educated actually, you know, build financial wealth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And um, I learned about entrepreneurship and I thought, you know what? I love this concept. And that book, honestly, that was the first ever book that I've ever read, like mm. period. Mm. <laughs> um, so taking in that information and trying to apply it, I thought, you know what? I'm going to take action. First thing that I'd done, um, I was about 16 years old, saved all my EMA money. Now, people it's a, people might be a bit too young to understand what EMA is because you don't get it no what more. What was it? Education, maintenance allowance? Yeah, so mm. we used to get £30 mm. a week for going to college on time. Mm. I saved all my EMA money for about three months. Um, and then what I'd done is I brought, I brought some electronics from China. I was buying like... Um, GHD hair straighteners mm-hmm. um, I was buying like Ugg boots all these little products but then I was selling them on eBay for profit and I was making some good money and I, before mm-hmm. I even had a job I was making like three, four hundred pound a week at mm-hmm. 15, 16 years old and I was thinking wow like I don't prob- I, I thought I was rich at that awesome. point do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was thinking no way so seeing that alone thought do you know what I mean I, I don't want to get into the nine to five I just want to mm-hmm. continue my entrepreneurial journey do you know what I mean and even though I was around a negative environment in a sense. Or mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't say a negative environment because the people that were doing things, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were negative, but it was doing what they had to do that they mm-hmm. thought at the time was to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing their kind of like hustle in what they was doing, I mm-hmm. just thought I need to do this in something positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. then that's how I start. That's how I got into my entrepreneurial journey. Wow. Wow. Just, there was so much in what you just said, like in particular going to the Caribbean at 14 years mm-hmm. old, like, I can't even fathom just leaving what I've always known mm-hmm. and loved and just changing everything and just go into the Caribbean to live and and being greeted with a different kind of set of rules and mm. a different culture. Yes, you know, we you know, we come from a Caribbean culture and we understand the food and you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, and yeah. the music and, and all that good stuff, but in some ways we we don't understand the extreme poverty that's mm. out there um and also like it's just different academically it's different schooling it's di- what was your um academic journey like there it was it was it was crazy it was difficult because you go there and cuz you, you they think you're from england they just put you in top sets or anything like wow. oh yeah like the, like the, but over there i'd say the works three four times as hard Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like the kids over there, honestly and truly, they are ne- academically, they are on the next level. Um, and also remembering that you was dyslexic as well. Yeah, so dyslexic, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, how did you manage like that being out there in yeah. that space, you yeah. know, when, the, you know, the children are academically, you know, blessed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And you've got a disadvantage. Yeah. Um, like, how was that? Like, yeah, it was. It was like I said, it was difficult. Again, I was there and they worked harder. So you know what I mean. I just thought, well, this ain't gonna. This is. This isn't working mm-hmm. either. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I was struggling to adapt to the discipline over there. Mm-hmm. You could imagine here, like it's a lot. It's free. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You see. You know, you, if you talk, whatnot, you get kicked out of classroom. Mm. Over there, if you mess around, I got beat with cane <laughs> when I was over there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? For not having my uniform, wow. right? Do you know what I mean? I'll never forget, man. Wow. I, 
the day that happened, I was just like, no way. Like, mom, what are you doing? You're mm. sending me over here to get my, mm. to get licks. <laughs> like, wow. um, so that was crazy. But not one of the best things that I did learn over there was I learned a lot about culture and mm. our culture as black people. And mm. that's what I love the most because over here, we don't get that. Over mm. there, it's not about slavery or the fight to justice. They mm. take it way back. The, the great inventors, they talk about the Moors that civilized Europe. That. Mm. Um, and it's that deeper black history that you learn. Do you get what I'm saying? And getting exposed to that made me feel a bit more empowered as Mm. well. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. do you know what? That teacher told me that I'll never amount to anything. Like, look at these people that have came way before us. Because over here, you just learn about, you know, Martin Luther King and, Mm. you know, um, Rosa Parks, which is amazing. Mm. But before that, there's history. Mm. And I think we need to start teaching our, you know, younger generation those things as well. So Definitely. So fast forward then. So you, you've, you know, went to the Caribbean, you've came back. Um, what did you do when you kind of came back? Did you go to like college, university? Did yeah. you pursue higher education or did yeah. you go straight into business or was you doing both? Like, Yeah, yeah. So what happened was, is um, I was at college, like I said, my first business venture. I read the book, which I poured out. From there, I read other books, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and um, all these amazing books. I started to get my mind right and then I started to feel, you know what, I've got something here. Um, I was growing, I was growing my electronic business online. Um, again, like I said, I was in quite a tough area, so I'm not too sure if people were getting jealous of me or people finding about what I was doing or whatever. But you know, one of the hardest times was when I was living with my auntie. Um, it was probably like I think it was I can remember it was before just before Christmas. You know, cold cold night. I remember coming back from college, going home, and um, just as I was about to lay my uh, my head to bed, I just heard a massive bang on the door and um, my auntie just started screaming and she was just like, God, oh, there's people outside, there's people outside. Wow. And I was thinking, what is going on? So, you know, as, you know, your heart's beating, I'm thinking, what is going on? I'm, you know, I've gone outside, people just shuffling around, people went around the corner and stuff like that. I was like, what is going on? And I thought somebody was playing a trick on me. Mm. Gone around the corner, um, some mass men were there, do you know what I mean? Um, grabbed me, screaming at me, putting me on the floor, you know, where's your money, who's in your house, um, stuff like that. And I was just so confused, man. And in that time, like, I was panicking. I didn't mm. know, have these guys got anything on them? Mm. Am I going to die, anything like that? Um, and I remember somehow out of the will of God, I don't know how I kind of got ended up getting out of the luck that this guy had me in, um, ran inside my house, me and my auntie are pressing the door, you know, these guys are trying to kick the door. My auntie's screaming, you know, move, move. Like, I phoned the police, please go mm. away. And um, it was difficult, man. It was difficult. But in that moment, it was kind of like I had a had a message and it was kind of like, you know, life don't happen to us. It happens for us. Mm-hmm. And I realised maybe I need to separate myself and get myself out of this environment. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I learned a lot from the environment, but somehow st- neg- I was doing something positive. Mm-hmm. Never done anything negative. Like I've never done anything in actual crime or anything. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this happening to me? Mm. Um, so I thought maybe it's the area or the, maybe the surroundings or the people that I'm associated with. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just being a total, the total truth. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to start my entrepreneurial journey because I feel like it might be attracting attention mm-hmm. to me. And then I thought, let me just try get to university mm-hmm. any way possible. Don't yeah. forget, I never had the qualifications. Mm. So I'd done everything to try and get back to uni because um, I wanted to leave the area. Mm. Um, so that's what I'd done. I ended up getting, you know, finishing a college course, um, a, 
A levels in business, mm-hmm. and then I went on to Manchester to study business. Um, mm-hmm. And even that, again, like I said, I wasn't academic. I just mm-hmm. needed to get out my area. It was more like wow. I got forced to do that. Yeah. Went to uni for two years. Didn't even finish my That's course. That's where you met your fiance. No, no, oh. no. Um, oh, I met I met my fiance um, way before that. Oh, okay. Um, since school times, you remember when oh. I said that you know I had my girlfriend and mm. stuff like that. Oh. My mum took me away. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> we need we need the tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So we're talking, mm. you know, oh, wow. a, a so that's decade, like, decade plus. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? From a young and to be totally honest with you, I tell you the truth, she was like you know the main. Even you know being so young, she was key. She mm. was really key in my whole journey because just even her living, she lived outside of Birmingham a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So even just that travel got me away from mm. a lot of madness that mm. was happening um, as well. Um, but yeah, so when I was at uni, was there for two years. And then I was just like, D- D- I don't feel like this is working for me. Education just doesn't seem to be for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, again, I suffered with dyslexic mm. as well. Um, I was dyslexic. So yeah, f- I, f- I came back and then I was just like, you know, I don't want to do uni. Dropped out of uni. And then I started, that's when I started my clothing line with my partner, Mm. which was, um, yeah, Mongo Sports. That was my my first official business, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like one that I actually registered through Companies Mm. House and stuff like that. Mm. And Uh, that's still going today, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that's still going. My partner, Mm. it's more my partner that does that now. Um, She still works on that now. Um, She's kind of changing the brand around. Mm -hmm. Um, But that went quite well when we first done it. Do you Mm. know what I mean? It blew up because we had influencers. Mm. um, And... Yeah, the influencers kind of blew it up for us. It was good. It was making money, um, but me and my partner, we was, we was in a housing situation. Like you know, we was renting, mm. and every place we rented was just it was just terrible. Things mm. just started happening. So then we come to a decision. We was like, we need to buy a house. Mm. So we literally all the money that we made from our business we was like, okay, do we reinvest and go all in again? Because mm. that's what you have to do as a business, mm-hmm. or do the we? Risk save this money mm-hmm. and buy a house, buy a house. Mm. Um, and that was the decision that we felt like we had to make at the time mm. um, from there we set up I set up another business which was We Shine Together house is beautiful by the way I'm just <laughs> thank so you gorgeous. thank you it was literally a house that I visioned do you mm. know what I mean and um, we'll get into that in a bit mm. like manifestation and that was something that I manifested. I'm just a bit annoyed that I didn't manifest a mansion with a swimming pool because I would have probably got that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, so then we set up a company called uh, We Shine Together, which mm. is a social enterprise. And we was doing fundraising campaigns for charities. Mm. That went quite well. You know, grew that to a six-figure company. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I, you know, I dabbed in. I went, I thought, you know, I want to speak to the next generation. Mm. Oh, man, I feel like that's what one of my callings. And I went into speaking. And the speaking aspect has taught me through doors that I wouldn't have thought I would have probably been in. It's allowed me to meet people. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to get, you know, um, praised by people that mm. I would never thought I'd get praised for. Mm. By so yeah, mm. it's been it's been a mad journey. Yeah, amazing. Like and you know, I I witnessed your journey firsthand, and I'm you know I'm, I'm really privileged to just even see kind of some of the stuff that you've been doing. I mean, like every other week something's happening on your <laughs> social media, whether it's, you know, oh, just Idris Elba just giving you a shout out or <laughs> whether you're having a meeting with, you know, um, Lionel Richie or, you know, yeah, just yeah. just general, like, and I, I just, I'm in awe, like, by your tenacity. And I, I kind of always knew um, mm. because like, even from, like, Back in the day, yeah. like I remember, like all you guys would just used to like be on the street, like just literally selling and yeah, 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 yeah. just however way you can, you're just standing up there and you're just selling and yeah, selling yeah, yeah, and yeah. selling and um and and that's the kind of tenacity that you 100%, kind of need as an entrepreneur. You need to have that 
hustle in you 100%. and that kind of and 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 the example that i always give obviously rain sleet or snow you're out there and Ooh. to me the weather dictates the challenges 100 something happens just because there's a challenge that you've got to push through it and you've still got to get out there and 100%. do your shit and, and what you've just said there is key because I say this like you know like I said when we set up my our fundraising campaign company mm. I say this to my sales staff all the time I always used to say listen despite the weather if it's raining out there that means there's there's a lot of salespeople ain't gonna be out there today. Mm. So this is an opportunity, <laughs> do you get mm. what I'm saying? And it's it's being able to see opportunity even when times are hard or mm. in when you're in devastation. It's about trying to reprogram and rewire that mind to focus on things that you want in life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can create your future and create your destiny mm. through belief and thought. Mm. I really believe that, because that's what I done. Yeah. So, so speaking about that, like we, I know we touched upon it earlier, and I know one of your key kind of themes and messages and passions mm. is about mindset but 100%. is about transforming mm. mindsets particularly for for people who have come from disadvantaged backgrounds yeah. or may feel like there's a ceiling above them and they mm. can't surpass that mm. and i know that you work extremely hard to i guess shatter that ceiling and to dispel that myth yeah. um talk to me a little bit about why mindset is so important and why you're so passionate about delivering that message and changing people's mindset into more of a growth mindset yeah i i, I got passionate about it because you know um a lot of people that are you know even some people that i came up with you know like i was excelling one way and some people wasn't excelling at the same rate and people used to ask me like Koda, what are you doing and i was thinking i'm not actually doing anything amazing here like and but what i tapped into is my mindset was a lot different to you know a lot of people that I was around a lot of my peers um and you know like I said when I was younger I started to read books a lot self-development literally has changed my life and I've been you know in involved in self-development for the last like 12 13 years mm -hmm. since I was 15 16 years old so when I was reading books like think and grow rich rich dad poor dad um the power of now mm -hmm. you know f the magic of thinking big all these when I was taking all these gems and actually applying it because a lot of people buy books right and they, they pull it on the shelf do you know what I mean and it's instead of self-help it's actually mm -hmm. shelf help mm -hmm. do you know what I mean <laughs> I like that um but it's about knowledge is power but it's only real power when you apply apply it, mm -hmm. apply it do you know what I mean and um, I started to apply things so you know understanding you know changing your mindset how do you change your mindset because a lot of our behaviors now is from 95 is 95 percent from our subconscious programming and we take a lot of our programming from our environment and the first zero to seven years of your life is very very crucial do you know what i mean and when i started to understand these things i was like okay well that means i'm running after certain certain programming in order to change my life what do i need to do because mm. people do people do the same things day to day expecting a change it doesn't work like that. You have to change your mind first. Mm -hmm. like rewiring your mind is the most important thing. How did I do that? Understanding things like, you know, the RAS, the reticular activated system. Because, you know, we hear this thing called the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can get marketed in this big fluffy way. You know, you think of a pink Lamborghini, you're going to get a pink Lamborghini. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. But there is something called the RAS, which is your reticular activated system, which is the filter between your subconscious and your conscious mind. It's actually, you know, it's, it's in your brain. And 
when you start to focus on things that you want on a day-to-day basis, or when you start to visualize things that you want, like actually taking 10, 15 minutes out every single day to visualize something, what happens is your mind, when you're out and about, starts to look and scan the environment for things that's associated with that visualization or that emotion. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And this isn't law, but this is real. Mm. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, okay, for instance, let me give an example. Have you ever been to a car showroom, right? Mm. You go into the car showroom, you see a car that you like, you get emotionally attached to it, you know, I love that car, but you don't buy it that day. You go out, you start to see that car everywhere. Do you get what mm. I'm saying? That is the RAS working for you. Mm. That's your reticular activated system, trying to scan yeah. the environment for things that you want. Mm. So when I started to do these things, I started to put daily practices in. At 16, 17, I was writing my goals down. I was visualizing deep visualization as well because I realized mm. this is where the power is. You can change your biology by the way, mm. you're f- way you think through mm-hmm. your belief system. But the only way you change and rewire your mind and rewire your mindset is through repetition, through habit. Mm. So you have to do these things on a daily basis. So one thing that I do um, every single day, like I've been doing it for the last five years, I write down my goal in the present tense 15, 20 times before I even leave wow. my house. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I am now happy and grateful that mm-hmm. I'm an international award-winning motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down two, three years ago. Wow. Three years later, I'm now an international award-winning motivational speaker. Right. And that's because I focus on what I want. Mm-hmm. And when you start to focus on what you want, you go and get it. And then mm-hmm. you just make a method for it as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's good doing the visualization, but then put your systems, mm-hmm. um, your processes and your tactics in place too. You know what? I love that. And I think for all of our listeners who are listening to this, what you just received is a whistle-stop masterclass in <laughs> in just in, in kind of elevating your mindset mm. because we're here a lot and a lot of people just put mindset down to like law of attraction and we hear this thing about you know oh it's all about you know what you put out is what you get yeah, back yeah. and it's kind of, and it's really hairy fairy and fluffy and you know you should read you should read the secret and blah blah yeah. and for me it's not enough and I'm going to be really controversial here like I read maybe a few pages of The Secret and I was like this book isn't for me <laughs> yeah yeah 100% um, and like like personally I'm kind of like a god fearing man and my secret is Mark 23 mm. <laughs> uh, 24 and 25 where it says if you want something you need to pray on it and you need to have faith 100%. and if you say you're going to get the house God's going to make you get that house 100%. and that was my law of attraction that was my and that it still is to this very day now 100% and, um, and in the same way that you know it's about like just for me it's about praying on it and it's about having faith and it's about believing in your mm. very being that you can be this or that you're going to get this 100% and I, th- I just think it's really really important that we have something where we can say like we it's innate in us that we absolutely believe that we're mm. going to get something called we deserve because that's another thing like 100% a lot of the time particularly people like us from you know the inner city mm. who are you know who are from a minority background because we don't see people who have you know who have we kind of like well we don't deserve because that's we don't it. see that representation or that example because that's what we do and that's the thing people are limited by their environment what they mm-hmm. see but it's about believing in the unseen mm. Powerful. Do you know what i mean it's about believing in the unseen like like you said i'm me too i believe in god i'm mm. a, you know i believe that as human beings you know we are created in god's highest mm. form in his highest self-image mm-hmm. he's gave us 
already 50%, which is life itself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Now we have to repay that by putting mm. in the work. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. You, you're not going to be able to sit down and things come to you. It don't work mm. like that. Do you know what I mean? And mm. saying, God, this is not fair. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you've got to go out there. You've got to put in the work as well. Yeah. You've got to learn from your experiences. Mm. But what the problem is, is it's the way we program from, mm. from young. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we get protected mm -hmm. by our parents. Do you know what I mean? Don't go there. Don't do mm -hmm. that. Do you know what I mean? The run, as soon as we fall over, you're right, brushing mm -hmm. off our knees. But the way that's making us comfort, it's mm. making us get comfort. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, we have to re be able to reprogram that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We have to really learn how the mind works and rewire it because everything starts from the mind. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Ev everything. You so so being because you know me, I'm really pragmatic and practical, yeah, and I like I like like proper gems that people can take away with today. Yeah. So in terms of like reprogramming your mind, do you, do you, would you say that one of the things would be changing your circle or moving out of the area or like exposing yourself, reading more? Like what other practical things that people can do in order to change their mindset? Uh, definitely. I think, um, like you just said, peer groups are key. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've been lucky enough to be around some amazing people like yourself mm. and, um, you know, whether it's, meeting people like Lionel Richie, you know, speaking for Prince Charles, you know, being connected with people like Richard Branson. I forgot about amazing. Prince Charles. It wasn't even in my <laughs> intro, but yeah, carry on, yeah, sorry. And um, I've, I've spoke to a lot of amazing people and I've been obsessed from a young age. What makes a high performer a high performer? Do you know what I mean? What are the minds of these people? And one thing is key, like you just said, they're peer groups. Mm. Being around people that are already ahead, that have got what you want and that are possibly a thousand steps ahead mm. of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's how you learn. Being mm. around positive people. The thing is, yeah, like, people think, oh yeah, positive thinking, negative thinking, it's a joke. But when you actually look like behind the science of it, like negative thinking kills mm. because it creates stress. 95% mm -hmm. of any doctor visit is actually stress related. Do you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, when you stress, your body's in a in a mm. mode of, you know, flight or fight. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, what happens is your body's shutting down. So like you, you, where all your energy goes, which is in your um, digestive system, right? Mm. It shuts it down to push energy into your arms and your legs so you can run away from stuff. Because mm. back in the day, we used to run away from tigers and stuff mm. like that, right? So when you're constantly in the, the flight or fight mode and you're creating these stresses, like you're going to create disease in your body. You go, and it's going to, it's so negative thinking and positive thinking. Don't just think, don't just let it fly over your head. Like people don't explain these things mm. properly, but it's it's a matter between life or death, honestly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Wow. And it's like positive thinking. It's going to create, you know, dopamines and mm. you know good things for you for you mm. for your body, your mind and body connection. Do mm. you know what I mean? And um, being around the right people is key, and that's mm. what I had to do. I had mm. to separate myself in order to elevate myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That. And I think that's important as well. So that's number one. Um, number two, like you, you said it before, belief. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that everything is possible. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, belief is the key thing. And I, I believe, you know, neuroscience shows that it can change your biology. It can change, you know, the, the things in your body as well, like in a mm -hmm. positive manner. So having the right belief, it's not fake it till you make it. It's more act as if. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Act as if you already have it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and do you know what I mean? I think that's what I've been able to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So when I'm walking into a room of important people, I don't minimize myself to anybody. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, I believe everybody's equal. I don't minimize mm. myself. And people, they see that confidence in. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I end up getting opportunities. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? So act as if, act as if you already got it. Um, number two, number three, sorry, I think 
which is a key thing, which is, it's probably common sense, right? But mm. sometimes common sense is, isn't common practice. Do you mm. know what I mean? But look after your health. Do you know what I mean? That is Jeez. completely key. Mm-hmm. If you want your mind to work right, you need to look after your health. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Are you drinking the water? Are you eating the food? Mm-hmm. Are you exercising? Are you, is your mind getting that oxygen? Your brain is the most important part, important organ in your mm-hmm. body. So look after it. Mm-hmm. People look after the physical, what they see on the outside. Everyone looks after their aesthetics, but no one's really looking after mm-hmm. their, their inner, their mm-hmm. mentals, their mental jewels. Mm-hmm. But this is what controls everything. So you have to look after it, right? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Oh, this is just, there's just so much. I just don't even know where to begin. Um, and, and, and you did say a lot in, in that. And, and one of the things I, I picked out was the whole kind of self-actualization. Because I think for me, you you have to see it in order for you to become it. 100%. And like there's so many occasions where you know, I've seen that I was going to have this business or I've seen, like this podcast, for example, mm. like initially I was like, oh no, I'm not doing a podcast. But then I had to see, I had to draw it on paper. I had to write down the guests who I was going to be speaking to. Mm. Even before I started the planning, I needed to see and I needed to see, you know, me sitting in the seat and, you know, speaking to the guests. And I, I, I just said, like, I know I've had amazing guests on the podcast and I'm due to interview some amazing guests. And I was like, if I don't have these guests, I'm not doing it. <laughs> because, and I had to see them, like, sitting there and me conversating exactly. with them because if I didn't, then I just, I wouldn't do it. So I think self-actualization um, is, is is huge. It's and um, I, I just thank you for kind of it's key. Re- reinforcing that. And it's just amazing to see, like, you know, looking around the whole setup, like this is a manifestation mm. of you and, you know, the team mm. as well. Like this is your manifestation. Mm. And I remember when I wanted to become a motivational speaker, I used to sit down, no word of a lie. I used to put on mute headphones and I used to listen to crowds clapping. Wow. You know, crowds clapping like on stage. And I used to visualize myself after a keynote speech and people just standing up, giving me applause. Do you know what I mean? Steep. Coming later, I'm now a motivational speaker. I've spoke for massive companies like KPMG. Mm-hmm. I've spoke for places like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many companies. I've also, you know, spoke for Les Brown, mm-hmm. one of the biggest motivational speakers in the world, in front of thirty thousand people online, which was incredible. I spoke for Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. these things don't. Yeah. Like if you looked at my background, the teachers mm-hmm. told me that I wouldn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've had to do all this self actualization, mm-hmm. and like I said, I've I've spoke to a lot of people that are you know doing well mm. and I, I always like to know because genius leaves clues do you mm. get what i'm saying <laughs> so i like to see what they're what they're doing and it's all it's very mm. similar do you mm. know what i mean they had to believe it and actually like visualize it before they got it mm. so the so you you do so many different things like and you wear so many different hats and i know that the social enterprises is something that you're really passionate about and it's and and actually it's international like you're doing work amazing work mm. like internationally speak to us about um the we shine together group and and what you do and even kind of like the event side and how you're still kind of plowing back into yeah. the next generation just in terms of business and entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. like it's, it's it's really inspiring and i i want you to share a little bit about kind of what you do in that space okay amazing so yeah we've got a social enterprise a cic um we shine together um now the reason why i started this is because like i said when i went to the caribbean i seen kids in extreme poverty you know that were working very hard but they just they never necessarily had the resources to 
excel to where they needed to. Do you get what I'm saying? If they'd apply that work ethic here in the UK, it might be a different story. And, you know, some do travel abroad and, you know, get further education if they can afford it or their parents can, but a lot don't. So there's a lot of talent over there that can get wasted in a sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because they don't have the right opportunities. So I, will, I, I, I always had that as a passion. I always said, listen, when I, when I grow, when I build a business, that's something I want to do. I want to mm -hmm. kind of have a give back to that. Um, so we started uh, We Shine Together, which is, um, like I said, a social enterprise, and we work in three key areas, um, in youth employment, youth development, and international development. Um, now, we've done work in places like Zimbabwe, Nepal, and India, uh, where we've sponsored you know, kids into education. Um, we're just setting up a project now called Virtual Classrooms. So we're currently building a classroom in a school in Jamaica um, where we're basically going to set up a whole virtual classroom so they can get extra curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing that in Gambia and Nevis as well, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, that was that's one part of it. The other part is, you know, we provide employment for young people. So I have, you know, jobs that I try to give to, you know, younger people. And we also do work in schools as well here in the UK, uh, which I do a lot, uh, where we go into schools and, you know, we set up workshops to help young people not just reprogram their mind, but raise that belief system as well so they can actually believe in their self mm. um, and understand that even if you're not, because I just felt like, you know, I never had that option. No one told me that. I just thought, you know, if I fail at school, I'm going to fail in life. Um, but even if you're not academic or you're not, it's this this kind of like environment and working for you, there's still other options. Mm. Um, and I show entrepreneurship and is one of them because mm -hmm. there's so many young people in the education system that are so creative these days do you know what I mean and mm -hmm. now more than ever like you can start your own business from your phone mm. do you get what I'm saying mm -hmm. and the young people know that now do you mm. get what I'm saying so the, the more into it so when I go into the schools I'm giving them that extra you know that extra curriculum that they mm. need because it, let's face it the school system it is outdated now mm. do you know what I mean Massively. and it's outdated they're not teaching mental health they're not teaching mindset to our young people mm -hmm. um, they're not teaching about relationships real mm -hmm. life skills mm -hmm. um, they're not teaching these things and I remember but they're teaching you Pythagoras Pythagoras <laughs> whenever we ever used <laughs> yeah. and exactly and um, and uh, um, the periodic table mm. and all these things yeah. right like these things that we don't necessarily yeah. use um, and I remember when I went down to 10 Downing Street when I got invited down there. Um, I think, who was in, who was the Prime Minister then? I think it was... Um, See, we just chopped it in, like, I went, we went down to 10 Downing Street. <laughs> like, it's just, like, some kind of street down the road. Like, for those of you who are listening who are not from the UK, 10 Downing Street is our equivalent to the White House, where yeah. our president yeah. lives. <laughs> well, not president, our Prime Minister, our Prime Minister um, yeah. lives in you know, at 10 Downing Street. So yeah. just back, let's talk to us about how that happened. Like what? Yeah. So what happened was there was a, uh, I think there was a youth summit mm -hmm. going on. Um, I think Theresa May mm -hmm. um, put it together. And don't get me wrong. Like if I have to be completely honest on this podcast right now, because this is all truth. Yeah. I, it was, I reckon it was something that they used to tick boxes, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Get a lot of people from, you know, the, the communities mm -hmm. in the backgrounds. Let's make yeah. everything look good. You know, different cultures in there. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? We know, we know what it is. But anyway, um, I got the invite because of some of the work that I'm doing in the community, some of the work that I've been doing with the Prince's Trust as well mm -hmm. as an ambassador. Um, so they invited me down. Um, and we went down there and we were speaking around youth violence and thing, opportunities for young people. I got into a conversation with the Secretary of Education 
and it never went too well because I was asking him, well, what can we do? Because this is what I do. I go into schools, I deliver these certain workshops, but we need, instead of me just going into a school and delivering a workshop for a day or a couple of days, we need something that's actually in the, the curriculum. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he was like, oh, maybe we could um, do life skills or I mean, um, cooking skills because that's like, that would bring out good life skills. I was thinking cooking. So what, you want more cooking classes? I've just told, <laughs> shared everything that I teach around mindset mm. and, you know, changing the belief system. And you want to, mm-hmm. you know, bring in stuff around cooking. So I was just thinking, when, I, when if he's the head of our education, that means there's no mm. hope, really. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they ain't got no plans mm-hmm. to change it because at the end of the day, the education system creates workers. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? And that's what they want. And it mm-hmm. creates workers instead of, you know, helping young people create their own destiny or mm. create their own economies. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Amazing. Just incredible. So, like, your black book, I'm going to describe it, is just huge. Like, you, you've connected with who I would call, like, <laughs> A-listers um, in, in the UK and, and also internationally. Like, now we mentioned Lionel Richie already and, yeah. you know, you've got Ashley Walters and like Prince Charles and just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like and and when I like I remember just like speaking to you last month saying oh I'm doing this event and like I want somebody from the Prince's Trust to you know be on be a judge and be an ambassador you was yeah. like oh yeah yeah I can get the chief exec and I'm like for the Prince's Trust he was like yeah yeah and then like the next day we had a meeting with the chief exec yeah, um, from the it. Prince's Trust. Like, for me, you don't get that kind of sway, um, like with some of these big hitters, unless you're authentic, unless you know you're pure, and unless you're mm. actually doing the work. And and how important for you is networking and is kind of connecting with, you know, some of the people who are, I guess. Um, you know, elite in what they're doing and like, you know, mm. some of the world's most, you know, talented people mm. um, and you're connecting with them and mm. networking with them. Like how important is networking? I think networking is, it's key. It's everything. It's a massive part of my success. Um, mm. It's a massive part of other people's success as well. And let's not, let's not lie. Like I learned networking from you. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? I learned, I understood networking, mm. but, when I've seen the way you've, you know, throughout your career and mm. the connections you've had, that motivated me to understand your connections are key. Mm. I couldn't go to a meeting in Birmingham without your name being mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, do you know True Power? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do know True, actually. He's actually one of my good friends. And that kind of gave me, the, mm. the meeting used to start nice. Mm. And I was just like, wow, like personal branding mm. is key. Do you know mm. what I mean? I started to work on my personal mm-hmm. brand. Networking is key. Um, and yeah, I have been able to take it to a next level um, with some of the people that I've connected with. And um, like I said, I think it's key. Like if somebody said to me now, would you rather a billion pounds mm. or a billion contacts? I'll take mm. a billion contacts. Really? Yeah, because I could all ask them for two pounds mm. each. <laughs> you know I mean, that's two billion then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? But, but the, the opportunities that you can get, mm. do you know what I mean? They, they say that you're six people away from the person you actually want to know. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Anyone that you see me with or that you know that I'm connected to, I'm one con- you're one contact mm. away because you know me already. Mm. But when you, it's called tap rooting. When mm. you look at, okay, that person's connected to that person. That person knows that person. Mm-hmm. That's the, and then that person knows the person I'm trying to get mm-hmm. to. So I got, need to work out how I can get to Beyonce. Like, 
listeners, <laughs> what six people out there are you, yeah, who are you that now. can connect me well, to okay, Beyonce? So you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm really close to, you know, one of Lionel Richie's um, good, good people. Mm-hmm. Lionel Richie must know Beyonce. Yeah. So how many, con- so how many contacts That's are we two. aware? Is that right. like two? Let's there make it, it a, Lionel Richie. <laughs> there it is. Where are you? Like, and, and listen, that's the, um, that's the blueprint to mm. networking as well. Yeah. Building relationships is key, but mm-hmm. being authentic yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah being completely authentic. I don't walk into any room changing the person that I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I might have to move a bit more, um, a bit different in terms mm, of adapt. the way I conduct mm-hmm. myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't just act like I'm lounging around with my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't change anything. My core values are my core values mm. and they stay the same. And, and I think that's really, that. yeah, I think that's so important. And one of the things that I would always carry with me when I'm networking, I, I do not try and change. I... I'm authentic to myself. Some people may not like it and some people may like it, but I'm completely comfortable with who I am and what I can bring to the table. Mm. And I think that's really important because I always say like, it's it's so important for us to be the real loss because it's, mm. it's easier to be the real loss than to be, you know, the fake somebody else. And I think exactly. that's, you know, it's so hard to exactly. be somebody else. Like, why would you want to? Why would you give yourself all that work and then people can see right through it? Exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. So we'll always be like tip number one when networking, just be authentic and just authentic, 100%. bring your true, no pun intended, self to any mm. like situation because honestly, you are, people would connect and resonate with, with who you are 100%. and what you've got to offer. And listen, like you can't please everybody. Mm. So people, what people try to do really is they try not to be themselves because they think, you know what, if I be myself, not everyone's going to like me. Mm. Like no one's ever going to, it don't matter who you try to pretend or mm. what suit you try to put on, mm-hmm. not everybody's going to like you, mm. but you will create your own tribe. Mm. It? Do you know, your Definitely. vibe will create your tribe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So put out your energy and mm. you're going to connect. There's mm. going to be some people that, you know, love this podcast. There's going to be some people that don't love this podcast, mm. but you know, you're going to have a, the, you, you just want to focus on the people and mm. the, your core following, your mm. core tribe. And mm. it, do you get what I mean? And help work on impacting their lives. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not going to, not everybody's going to love you or, mm. you know, want to be your friend. That's just yeah. how life is. Yeah. Everything is polarity. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course. You have to look at everything on two sides. Mm. You know, no negative comes without its positives mm. and no positives comes without its, its yeah. negatives as well. Yeah. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Definitely opposites. So we, we're speaking about a lot about kind of impact and um, impacting other people's lives. And I know that you've got now a up and coming project um, with, you know, the legend they call Linda Plant. For those of yeah, you who yeah. do not know Linda Plant, you know, Linda Plant is the, you know, that shrewd business woman. I think it's one of um, Sir Alan um, Sugar's kind of like, judges or yeah, 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 yeah one of the gorillas in the for the final five like, like the apprentice. yeah from the apprentice like the actual strictest yeah. one of all and you know I, I say this with the most you know humblest hearts and, and and respect to linda like linda is a senior like white woman you are a young black male like you don't get any opposite yeah, 100%, than that 100%. how on earth did that collaboration happen like literally and and speak a little bit about the collaboration because yeah. i think people are, may underestimate you know may think oh it's just a meet but you are literally in business together like your yeah, business yeah. partners 100%. how did that happen so again i was speaking on an event um i was sharing my story sharing some gems on an event that she was also a, a keynote speaker on from there again 
you know, you keep in contact, you know, you keep in contact with the PAs um, mm. and you, you just keep in contact. You, you don't ask for things straight away, mm. but you just keep in, you know, just tap in, you know, how are you? You know, is there anything I can help with? You know, I see you doing this, amazing. Maybe I could put it out mm-hmm. on my platforms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just offer value. And then, you know, eventually it was a thing where she was, had a project and I already had a project similar and I thought I could add a lot of value to what she was doing. Um, and you know, uh, got in, we, we got a meeting. Ended up through a PA, got a meeting, um, and yeah, I just shared my vision. And instead of me doing this and you doing that, like I think it would be great for us to combine something and make it even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a you know multi multi millionaire, mm-hmm. um, somebody that has you know she was one of the first women to actually put a company on the stock market. Wow, you know she went from selling leggings to you know, multi, multi million pound um, housing property company as well. Mm. So she's got all these amazing accolades. And then I'm tapped in with the younger generation, mm-hmm. the more millennials. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, how do I take her experience with these new millennial strategies and make something powerful? Mm-hmm. Um, and we started um, a business academy to basically help young entrepreneurs, not just young entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in general, that need strategies to take their business to the next level or turn their ideas into reality. Um, and it's not just business, it's mindset as well, because I believe, you know, you, you can't, without the right mind, you're not gonna get anywhere. You only can get so far in business, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, so we do a lot of mindset work as well. And yeah, it's a 12 week program. And yeah, it's gonna, it will positively change somebody's life. We've had some great testimonials from it already from our, you know, our beta group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're gonna really, you know, do our best to, you know, impact the next generation of entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. the current entrepreneurs that are finding it a bit sticky that need mm. that breakthrough. Because the thing is, people don't understand that your breakthrough is coming quicker than you actually think. Mm. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your breakthrough normally happens just as you want to give up. Mm. That's how truth it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, you've got to keep digging until you yeah. find a diamond. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I love that. You got to keep digging until you find and a that's diamond. That's incredible, and, and 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 another tip actually for for the listeners out there who are connecting with you know with people who are you know more advanced than them in in business or in their own kind of business journeys, you know when you do connect with kind of some of these serious players, remember that you have one ask, mm. and I think a lot of people think oh. You know, I've connected with this person. I just want to shout out on my social media. Just be, like that's your ask on. Like, 100%. like y- y- you have to be really strategic when 100%. you are networking with some of these like serious players, and you've literally only got one ask, and you've got to make sure that one ask is as fruitful and that you could leverage that one ask as much as possible. Hundred percent. Do not waste it on a stupid. Uh, I just want to shout out, you know, such and such is doing an amazing job. Nah, like you've got to be really strategic. And I think that you've, you've learned the art of that. And sometimes you hold things back and 100%. you, you wait to play the cards. And in, and in business, that's what you're meant to do. You're meant to, you know, timing is everything and you're meant to play the right cards at the right time. 100%. And, and, and I think that you have mastered the art of that. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see kind of, mm you move forward into kind of your purpose and into your destiny because I know this program is going to be 
massive. Like Thank I can you. see the, you know, I, I sat in on the workshop. Um, I was getting my wallet to sign up because I was like, <laughs> I cannot miss this. Um, but the whole, like how it was presented, how, you know, how this, the synergy between you and Linda and mm. like, it was kind of like that yin and the yang and where Thank one you. is weak, the other is strong. And, exactly. And that, exactly. And that just complements each other. And I just think that program is going to be yeah. absolutely incredible. Definitely. We've got some high hopes for it. It's it's going to be amazing. And it's amazing. I, lo I love what you said about the one ask because mm. um, I do believe that's very true. If you are connected with these people, add value first. Mm -hmm. Don't just run in with an ask. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it has to be something beneficial. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For and, sure. Um, um, I, as you know already, which is an exclusive, so we're going to put this out here now. Um, I may have one ask with an amazing person. Um, as you know, I got a letter from, or a note, would mm -hmm. I say, from Sir Richard Branson. Wow. Not that, long ago. Just, just pull that up, like, just tell that the was... people again, like, <laughs> you have a handwritten letter Sorry. from Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson signed yeah. like people just let that sink in, like just know, deep the know. magnitude, like like Sir Richard Branson. I'm gonna call him Richard because I feel because you're <laughs> he, he wrote you like me and Richard are you know, <laughs> friends. So I'm just gonna call him Richard. Richard sat down and got a pen and wrote called out Jeffers mm. from Birmingham Neutrals mm. a letter. Like, know. what was the content of the letter and, and how did that happen? It was just absolutely crazy. Um, even to this day, that, like, don't get me wrong, you know, I, a lot of things that happened to me, I'm just, I kind of brushed them off, like, oh, yeah. Because people always give you the round of applause, but they don't see the hard work that you've been mm. doing just to get there, do you know what I mean? So you, you was already prepared for that time. But this Richard Branson one just hit me, like, like I just didn't know where that came from. Um, I got a message, an email, um, from somebody at the Virgin team, head of communications at Virgin. And they was basically saying, oh, is this your email? Um, because we want to make sure, because we've got something to send you. We've seen your article, one of your articles in, um, I think it was, I think it was Birmingham Mail or one of those mm -hmm. articles. Um, and it was really inspiring. We want to send you something. So I was thinking, first of all, I was thinking, is this, this is a bit, this could be dodgy. Let mm -hmm. me just check this on LinkedIn. Checked out the person name on LinkedIn. Yep, you know, the head of communication. Mm -hmm. So I got gas now. Cause I'm like, yo, Virgin, mm -hmm. I'm going to be in a, um, a, a, a campaign with Hussein mm -hmm. Bolt. Do one of them, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of them broadband yeah. Yeah, yeah, programs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, yo, I was, you know, ready to sign my, mm -hmm. get my check ready. Mm -hmm. Like how much are they going to, mm -hmm. I mean, but that's thinking, well, what else could it be? Um, and then, She's the sent a letter, like it was a noted, a signed note, it was like Sir Richard Branson, a senior article. Um, he was really inspired and he wants to, you know, send you this. And, you know, I clicked it. It was literally a signed letter um, in Nick Island where he was. Mm -hmm. He read my article and felt inspired enough to write to me and say, Cordell, what you've achieved and what you've overcome is amazing. Um, I'm really inspired and so, kind of happy that you're inspiring the next generation you know keep going and that's insane from and the, the craziest thing is when we talk about manifestations and stuff like that richard was the first person i read an autobiography on do you know what i mean mm. he was the first person i read about in entrepreneurship mm. so it was just crazy to kind of get that recognition from because mm. it's not like i don't like this was he even the you know that going to his attention 
is mm. just mad. Like, what yeah. are the like when you think about the chances of that? Mm. Like, what are the chances? Do you know what I mean? And then for him to think, you know what? Because how many had does mm. he read? He probably mm. reads a lot of things, but for him to think, you know, I'm gonna write to Cordell. And this is the thing, like, mad. I'm just like true power, and I read lots of different articles, and I'm always reading and listening to people's stories. Mm. I've never ever felt compelled enough to write a letter or even to send an email to anyone mm. not that i'm anyone but i'm just kind of the principle of that so for somebody like richard who is probably stupidly busy mm. stops in his tracks and just thinks like i need to write this guy a letter because this story has moved me to the point where mm. i'm not going to get my pa to do it i'm not going to i'm going to sit down and i'm going to handwrite mm. this guy a letter with my Roll, you know, rolls twenty current gold <laughs> pen, Parker pen, or whatever he uses. But to me, like that has to be a career highlight. That that's, that's mind blowing. Ma- like for me, like literally, that was the first time like something's actually happened, and I was so emotional. Mm. Like I couldn't like because it just felt like all the work. You know, you get the applause and say, "Oh, you're doing so well," and you know, you get family members and everyone, but. That was just like solid. That just made me think, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what people think yeah. about me. Like, I've just been co-signed by Richard mm-hmm. Branson. And and the thing <laughs> is, like, <laughs> let's I mean. let's not get like this twisted. Like, you've you've spoken and had accolades from you know Lionel Richie, mm-hmm. Ashley Walters, you know mm-hmm. Idris Elba, like Anton. All these people, you've been given awards. Mm-hmm. Like, you've spoke to Prince Charles. You're in business with Linda Plant. Like. These things are huge. Like yeah. these things are huge. But then, the cherry is to have like one of your idols, like Richard, just <laughs> literally handwrite you a letter in. Yeah, literally. That, that one ask. <sighs> I, 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 exactly. We have to. We have to be yeah. very strategic. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, but the the crazy thing is, is like I started my whole business strategy. Like I thought, I thought it was Richard. Mm. Like you know, what, I'm gonna set up We Shine Group. <laughs> I'm gonna have We Shine events. Mm. I'm gonna have um, We Shine Together, the social mm. enterprise. I've got um, something else to We Shine um, Wellbeing, mm. and I thought this is how I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. I thought I was Richard Branson. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then um, so it's just mad to think like he had so much influence on me, mm. and then to get a letter from him, and you know we, ne- we don't mm. know where this can go. Do you mm. know what I mean? You might see me on Nick Island playing tennis. We'll see. Well, you better not leave me because we'll that's all I'm saying, Richard. <laughs> 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 Richard, me and you were friends now, I remember that. Um, but no, like we've, we've, we've spoke a lot um, today yeah, and man, we've like, like had gems. a really good deep dive and I feel like you've given so many gems and there's just so much stuff that we, we delved into in just in terms of mindset and networking and mm. just being your true authentic self in, in spaces. And I just think for me, this is what this podcast is all about, really kind of giving up and coming entrepreneurs and even seasoned entrepreneurs a mm. different way of doing things. Yeah. Um, which I, and, and today has just been amazing. So, but before we leave, we always do this thing on the Creative Entrepreneurs podcast, okay. whereby we do a 10 in 10. Um, so we ask you 10 quick fire questions. It's okay. either or. So you have to tell me like, immediately what your preference is. And it's a way of getting our listeners to I guess understand you just a little bit more okay. um, as a person, um, as, as opposed to a business person. Um, so, you ready? I'm ready. Um, Nike or Adidas? Nike. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. 
If you didn't choose Beyonce, then we would have had problems. Beyonce. Um, Audi or BMW? Audi. I'm, I'm a Merc man, to be honest mm. with you. But it's not in the um, options. Uh, <laughs> BM. I'm going to mm. go switch it to BM, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to switch it to BM. Rush Hour or Bad Boys? Bad Boys. Oh, bad Boys. Has to be Bad Boys. Really? Yeah. I love Rush Hour. Chris mm. Tucker is funny. Mm. But Bad Boys is legendary. Martin Lawrence is one of my favourite mm. comedians. Really? It's too funny. <laughs> National is, security. Is, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Martin Lawrence is. <laughs> yeah. Um, KFC or McDonald's? When I used to eat chicken, I'm pescatarian now, but oh. it was definitely KFC. Mm. Mm. 100%. But now it's McDonald's. A filler fish burger, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> ASOS or Boohoo? I, do you know what? I'm going to say ASOS just because I haven't really bought anything from Boohoo. Mm. So I'm going to say ASOS, but I'm not going to lie. Mm. I've seen some active wear mm. and stuff like that, Boohoo and stuff like that. Shout out, Macau mm. and all that. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it looks yeah. quite trendy to mm. be fair. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to go say yeah. Boohoo because I'm yeah. liking the stuff I'm seeing mm. to be fair. Tupac or Biggie? <sighs> Tupac. I love Biggie, love his flow. But Tupac used to hit, he used to hit deep. Mm. Dear Mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just that poetry, isn't it, Tupac? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? J. Cole. And Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. And podcast or books? Books or day. Mm. I love a book. Yeah. I love a good book. I w- well, that question's going to be interesting in about three years' time when podcast As, exactly. Yeah, blows. But do you know what? For me, I like books because I take the information in a mm. little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But this podcast, yeah. this podcast is going to be amazing. Mm. Some, oh, we can't yeah. even talk about some of the things that are happening on this podcast. <laughs> what are you? Um, but now, Cordell, thank the you. amazing thank Cordell you. Jeffers. Thank you once again. And can I just say one thing before I go? Go on. Like you are very humble sitting in that see you know interviewing you know myself and other people you've been a massive massive influence and mentor as well to me coming up seeing somebody especially in the inner in the inner city hmm. another black man from the same parts doing what you've done connecting with who you've done, um, connected with and got to where you got to was inspirational coming up right. so i've just got to say that before we even close after that right. how do i even compete with that closure but honestly um honestly i really appreciate that those thank you so so much and thank you for coming on and listeners thank you for always tuning in we appreciate you all and to the next time i would see you guys later wicked man take care guys thank you for listening to the creative entrepreneurs podcast sponsored by route 36 if you liked what you heard please remember to review the podcast and also give us a follow on our social media channels